Brothers and sisters, good morning. Every week when I prepare my homily, I look at the readings, obviously, look at commentaries on the scriptures, I check old homilies that I've preached and saved in my computer, I consult the fathers or great theologians from history, and I listen to, to other homilies given from great preachers, and then I compare notes. Today, as indicated by the rose vestments, today is meant to be a day of great joy. St. Paul exhorts us to this in the second reading when he says something potentially shocking. He says, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. No, he says, rejoice in the Lord always, always, he says. Gaude, gaude, rejoice, always rejoice. Which, as I said, is potentially shocking because how do I do that? When I wake up and life is just as it's been, or worse, terror, terror on every side, natural disasters, disease, death, and loss. It seems like this present moment is not particularly overflowing with joy. So where do we, where do we turn? What do we do? My sources had something to say. One preacher that I heard said, not incorrectly, Turn and look backwards to remember joy from the past. He gave the young people in his parish some homework. He told the young people to look around, look around and find an old person, he said. We have plenty of them in the church. He said old, like, like 47 old. He said find an old person and ask them about what Christmas was like for them when they were growing up as a little boy or a little girl. And he told the old people to pass on the stories of their own Christmas joy. He said it was important to be able to share those traditions. He shared stories about his own grandparents who were children in the 1890s and who had actual flaming, burning candles in their Christmas trees. He shared a story about one of his grandmothers, how she had always dreamed to have a real sleigh ride on Christmas with horse and jingle bells and the whole thing. But she knew that sleigh rides were only for those who lived in the country, and she lived in the city. Until one year, some other old person in her life arranged for sleigh rides to be right there in the heart of Baltimore, right up and down the city streets. That preacher said that happiness is not so much experienced as remembered. He said most of us don't just stand up out of nowhere and say, golly, I'm happy. Boy, I've got joy. No, instead, he said, we look back and with more perfect hindsight, we can see God's goodness and favor in the past. 
Another preacher I read said, also not incorrectly, that we should look forward to find joy. He said, at the heart of Christian realism is the virtue of hope, which is forward-looking. Those who hope are happy. Those who have no hope are sad or desperate. Though it can seem counterintuitive, our happiness has less to do with what we are currently experiencing than with what we can confidently hope for in the future. He said, imagine the case of two people. On the one hand, here is a man sitting in a luxurious house overlooking a pretty lake. He's got a good job and a fat bank account, a peaceful home life, enjoyable set of friends. He has everything he needs to be contented. But, despite his delightful circumstances, he's miserable because he knows that in the space of a month, a revelation will emerge about his business dealings that will disrupt his ordered existence. It will destroy his reputation and put him behind bars for life. A second case. Here's a woman sitting in a cot in jail She was falsely accused of a foul crime and has spent the last three years in prison. She's been separated from her family and her name has been dragged through the mud and she's daily dealing with a guard that just doesn't like her and makes things hard for her. Yet, despite these dark surroundings, her spirit is singing within her because she knows that her verdict is being overturned and that within a month, she'll be vindicated and released and reunited with her family and friends. The man in the first example has everything he wants at the moment. The woman is in painful circumstances for now. The priest said the secret to one's despair and the other's joy is not their immediate experience, but whether they have a sure hope for a bright future. One mightier than I is coming, we heard in the gospel today. Advent is the season of joy because it reminds us of the bright future ahead of us, still coming down the pike. The bright future in store for all those who wait with Christ. So, which is it? Where do we find our joy? Do we look back to the past? Do we look forward to the future? Hmm. A poem by Longfellow, I think, tells the whole story. He wrote, I heard the bells on Christmas Day Their old familiar carols play And wild and sweet the words repeat Of peace on earth, goodwill to men And thought how as the day had come The belfries of all Christendom Had rolled along the unbroken song Of peace on earth, goodwill to men And in despair I bowed my head There is no peace on earth, I said 
For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. First, he acknowledges the past with its old, familiar carols ringing out in unbroken song a line of continuity. Next, he laments the present. There is no peace on earth. The song of peace is mocked. Then the future, as the bells peal even louder to proclaim what will happen, the wrong shall fail, the right prevail, peace on earth and goodwill to men is realized. Pope Benedict once wrote that if God exists, then there is no meaningless time, no time devoid of significance, past, present, or future. He says that Christian time gives us a kind of invisible force that bears us across individual moments, even even moments of suffering or pain. Every moment has its value, even if all I can do is to endure an illness and silence. If God exists, then there's always something to hope for, even where no human voice can any longer summon me to hope. And old age and retirement are no longer the last stage of my life, a position from which all I can do is look backward. For something greater always lies ahead. Christian hope does not devalue time. On the contrary, it means that every moment of life possesses its own value. It means that we can accept the present and that we ought to live it to the full because everything we've accepted in our heart will remain. Let me say that again because that's a promise you can take to the bank. Everything you accept in your heart will remain. The secret to Christian joy, my friends, is that whenever it occurs, it occurs in Christ. With Christ behind, beside, and before us, we can find joy at all times. So remember past joy and share it. Look forward at joy to come and prepare for it. And let joy from all time infect this time so that you can, as St. Paul said, shockingly, rejoice in the Lord now and always. Amen.